Hello and welcome my friends to another amazing episode of Days and Amuse Podcast with your host, Unique Brunique. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You all are too kind. Happy Sunday fun day, friends. Um, I hope you had an amazing week. I hope you were able to... What, Bubby? Okay, I'm going to apologize in advance. I have a very needy cat right now who wants me to continuously pet him. And he just loves to, to do this whenever I pull any kind of laptop out. So, if you hear little meows, that's from our lovely uh, pet of the podcast, Bubby. Bubby, say hi. (laughs) All right, so I hope you are ready. I hope you have a notebook or some uh, pencil and paper and and ready for class because we're in session tonight. Today, I almost said tonight, but it's not tonight. We in session today, okay? All right, so first off, um, let's start with what we are smoking. Oh, I feel like since it's uh, a cannabis um, episode that we should smoke, like, everything. I have... Uh, a variety of different flower. So I have, of course, THC, uh, heavy, do- uh, heavy flower, whatever you want to call it. Um, I also have, hi baby. I also have a CBD flower and then I have a Delta 8 pre-roll. So we about to get freaky. Um, let's start with, hi. <laughs> Hi, Bubby. <laughs> so let's start with Strawberry Cough. Um, that is the strain that we have for today. Oh, this picture just looks lovely. We are um, getting our information uh, for the strain today off of Leafly. We are not affiliated, but hopefully someday soon in the future we will be. <laughs> But he's the greatest hype person. <laughs> um, also, the information uh, today, if you would like to read more about um, cannabis and all of the things that I'm going to tell you, um, definitely go on to Leafly. They have a variety of different articles that fully explain um, uh, in more detail what I'm going to discuss today. Isn't that right, Bubby? So, 
Yeah, I would say for all of your uh, cannabis interests, cannabis needs, in in when I say cannabis, I don't mean just THC. I mean in general, if you're trying to learn anything in regards to um, hemp cannabis, new and upcoming products. If you want reliable information, reliable sources, go to Leafly. They'll even tell you if you have uh, strains uh, in your area. So if you hear about a strain from a friend, a family, online, from the show, you can easily go on there and just type in the strain name and they'll let you know if it's at a dispensary near you. Damn, I did a whole ad for them and I'm not getting paid! But for real, like I, it, I, I love their website because they really are educational. So if you want to learn some more shit, that's where to go. Leafly. All right. So strawberry cough. Strawberry cough is uh, known for its sweet. Let's try that again. <clears throat> Known for its sweet smell of fresh strawberries and an expanding sensation that can make even the most seasoned consumer cough, Strawberry Cough is is a potent sativa marijuana strain with mysterious genetic origins. However, Strawberry Cough, thought to be a cross of haze and strawberry fields, is thought to be a cross of haze and strawberry fields. The skunky berry flavors will capture your senses while the cerebral uplifting effects provide an aura of euphoria that is sure to leave a smile on your face. Strawberry cough is a great solution in times of elevated stress. Bubby, you are stressing me out right now. I'm trying to record this episode. I can't pet you right now. (laughs) All right. I think he understands. All right. Okay, that makes sense because I will say I got this strain and I thought it was my bong water. I thought it was my maybe the fucking king palms that I got that were bad or something. But I kept fucking coughing and I'm like, what is going on? I feel like I'm, I'm like, am I sick? What? What's going on? You know, in this day and age of, of, COVID, you got to be very cautious and careful. So I'm like, shit, like, hold on. Where are you at? Because I know I didn't finish you. Okay. Now I'm a little bit confused. Because yesterday, well, I'll be damned. Okay, so I'm going to tell y'all why sometimes I feel like I'm going crazy. So yesterday, when I came in from my car, I was like, oh, I didn't smoke this blunt that I rolled. I'll just smoke it in the house. And so I swear that I fucking put it in this purse, right? Well, here I am checking said purse and I can't find this bitch. I'm so confused. Ow. Oh, if I dropped it outside... I do that. I have a tendency to do that, and I'm upset with myself, but I'm going to hope it is in the car. It's going to be in the car. Okay. Back to regularly scheduled programming. We will just smoke out of this bong that's already packed. Ha-ha. Always staying ready. Okay. Here is to an amazing episode about cannabis. 
Cheers, buddies. All right. So, um, let's start off with my story into cannabis because I, I enjoy it. I feel like it's, it's a funny one. My parents might not think it's so funny, but okay. So I first was introduced to cannabis when I was fairly young. Um, I can't remember the age, but I think I was in like fifth or sixth grade. And <laughs> so we were over my um, adult cousin's house in Arkansas and like all of the like younger cousins were hanging there. So it was me, my brother Salikas, my cousin Peanut, um, my cousin Junior, and then my cousin Lacey. And that whole night we had been getting into shit. Like we went and watched uh, a scary movie at the movie theaters. We ended up like chilling and watching something in the back room. And I just remember the whole time like my older brother and my older cousin Peanut were trying to like, you know, go outside, smoke, da, 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 all this stuff. Well, the alarm was on in the house, so we couldn't go nowhere. <laughs> So we all piled into her bathroom and, uh, okay, so this is where the story gets kind of, of, there's different versions because, okay, so listen to this shit. Fifth, fifth, sixth grade, right? I've never smoked anything in my life, so I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So... Everyone, you know, is taking a hit. I take my one hit, and then there's a fucking knock at the bathroom door. It's our adult cousin. So we all run out of there. Of course, she's pissed off. So we end up having to sit in the kitchen the whole night waiting for our parents to come in and, and pick us up. Okay? So uh, everyone else, I guess, smoked more than me, or maybe I didn't inhale, because I just remember sitting there thinking the whole time, like, I feel the exact same, like, this shit didn't do nothing, and, like, everyone keeps being like, are you hungry, uh, uh, you huh, you got too much, no, I'm sitting here, and I feel the exact goddamn same, because I didn't inhale, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, so, like, I get it. I shouldn't have been in that situation in the, it, in the first place. But, like, thinking back, it's like, damn, I literally had to sit up all goddamn night waiting for my mom and to come fucking pick up me and my brother from my cousin's house. And I'm not even high. I didn't even get to enjoy the full experience. Everyone else is over here blazed out their mind. I'm just sitting here like... It's boring. <laughs> Fast forward to seventh grade. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, seventh and eighth grade is when I really started like 
finding my true and true friends, you know, friends that I still talk to today. Um, and (laughs) this one in particular, um, that, uh, we, I just remember we would always get high together. I don't, I remember my parents were not that, those parents who let me sleep over people's houses often. Like they really had to know like your peoples for them to feel comfortable with me going over there. And I remember I like was always spending the night at her house. <laughs> we would get fucking high. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah. So definitely too young. I will say that. Um, I was definitely too young to be doing that stuff, but yeah, so high school started. My freshman year, I did not smoke as much. It was very few and far between, and then I would say the end of sophomore year, that's when I like started smoking again, and then junior year, it definitely picked up more senior year senior year I there was not a day that I was not going into school high because and listen to this I know people are going to be like oh my god at school blah 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 listen okay I was an honor student so I was taking all honors slash AP classes okay on top of that and having to study for all that shit I was in so many clubs. I'm going to name them off. I was in band, marching band and symphonic slash, I don't know what the other one was called. Um, I was in Latin dance club. I was in this, um, this group called Harambe, which was about, uh, teaching African-American history and, and, and being inclusive of everyone. Um, I was in theater. So we're doing, and, and when I say I was in theater, like, I don't mean I was like in shows at this point, I was doing more backstage things. So like, huh. <laughs> and I was student directing. Oh my God. I forgot. I student directed a lot of fucking. Wow. Wow. Memory unlocked. <laughs> so I was student directing shows too. Oh, in Harambe, I was a leader. So we, we not only had to meet, but we had to develop and create an annual show, um, as well. So boom. Um, I was in speech and acting, so we were doing tournaments and shit. I was in fucking debate. <laughs> Is that it? I think that's it. Hold on, let me think. Oh, NHS! <laughs> so I, there was times where I was at school from literally like 6, 7 a.m. to like, midnight hey but at least I was at the school I wasn't getting into shit the the worst thing I was doing was getting high so that I could focus on the, all the fucking things that I had to do 
Um, so yeah. Uh, and then from there, it, it expanded into what we are today. Well, actually, no, I'm skipping a big chunk. Um, so yeah, I went through, uh, my undergrad and graduate, um, was not only taking like 18 credit hours, but was also working 40 hours a week for both instances as well. Um, and then I moved back here uh, after my graduate degree and uh, moved back for a job that I thought was going to be great, new, part-time, and then they cut hours even more, so I couldn't provide for myself. But in because of that situation, I was <clears throat> able to find a job with a local head shop slash uh, up-and-coming CBD uh, com- oh, store. And um, I was with them for three years and um, started off as a regular sales associate and moved my way up all the way into the marketing team. So I um, got to learn a lot about uh, cannabis, the different uh, studies about it, different uses, um, and, and I'm using cannabis in a general term. So I got to learn about CBD THC. I got to learn about Delta 8. I got to learn about other cannabinoids like CBN, uh, uh, CBG. Like there's, there's so much, um, that I did learn and I'm grateful for. It just, I realized wasn't the, it didn't have the same moral values that I had. Um, so I, um, left and, in me trying to figure out, you know, because I know uh, cannabis is a passion of mine. I love not only learning about it, teaching about it, and, and uh, being able to see the expanded uses of it, but uh, it's it's also something that I feel is more powerful than we even know. <laughs> that sounds like I thoroughly believe once we we analyze everything about this plant and especially its interaction with our bodies because we we have naturally occurring cannabinoids in our body because that's part of our system like we have this thing called an endocannabinoid system which I'll explain in detail and so to be able to learn how if I was in if when I was going to school someone would have told me that you can become like a researcher, a scientist, whatever, in the aspect of cannabis, I would have. Because the science behind it really does fascinate me. But you know, uh, whenever you're growing up, they, they don't talk about future experiences. They talk about current experience, experiences and opportunities. So, but yeah, so... um in, in wanting to be able to still have a way that I could educate about cannabis and, sh- and be a strong advocate for the legalization of it federally and um, also the further study of it. Um, I was like, you know, what, what way can I do that and also be able to like f- f- still have my passion and so one of the things is this podcast, like it's, it's definitely, um, I knew when I was creating 
or developing this podcast that I, I wanted it to have an element of cannabis, not only because I enjoy it, like I'm not going to lie, I thoroughly enjoy smoking, but also as a way to be a sounding board for its legalization. Uh, I saw how it helped my brother. Um, and, and I do believe part of of his decline in his mental health was because, you know, he was on probation for two years uh, during the time of his passing um, or the period before his passing. And he wasn't able to smoke. And I feel like cannabis helps with a lot of of mental states. It can help with depression. It can help with anxiety. It can help with insomnia. And that's one of the things that, that really did affect him. He, there would be times where like, I could just look at him and be like, you need some sleep. (laughs) And, And you'd be like, I just, I can't, um, you know, and, and, I know for me, it, in those times where I'm like that, where I'm just up and I'm like, fuck, I can't, I can't sleep. My brain is going, racing. I smoke and it's like, it doesn't, I, I will say it doesn't always like completely eliminate the problem, but it definitely like helps. Like it helps me to be able to relax and calm down. So let's get into... Oh, so, nope, before we get to that, that's how the podcast came to be partly, was I knew that I wanted to educate the the my audience on cannabis in any way that I could. Okie dokie. Woohoo! All right, let's get started. So, um, <clears throat> cannabis is... And, and I know a lot of you are probably stoners listening to this, but I do have those, um, especially family who may not be. So please bear with me if you know this information. And also, if you know something that um, uh, I don't, if I don't mention something, um, definitely feel free to email so that we can add to this episode. Uh, this is this is meant to be educational for everyone. So if you have bits of information that you can provide, it is more than welcome. So I will have an episode that's more specific, but essentially as a way to have a war on uh, black people as well as other people of color. Harry Angslinger, who is the founding commissioner of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, came up with this whole campaign, um, essentially reefer madness, to demonize and and stigmatize uh, black people as well as the jazz music and jazz music era, and it was also used to to demonize and stigmatize the Hispanic community as well. So, um, essentially what they said was like, oh, you know, by smoking marijuana cigarettes, it's going to entice our white women into wanting to dance to jazz music and smoke more marijuana cigarettes and end up having sexual relations with them scary old black men. But essentially they the reefer madness movement and campaign was a way to demonize and stigmatize um black and hispanic people especially when it came to jazz music and the boom of 
this new music sound, especially because jazz behind the movement of jazz was primarily black people. Um, but what they failed to forget is that this jazz movement is what would eventually transform into all of the other genres of music that we have today, including your <clears throat> country and rock and roll. So yeah, um, it was just a way to to further be able to have a system in place to where uh, you could um, create an even bigger racial divide. They were arresting people because of this and keeping them in jail for the rest of their life. They were literally ruining communities who had, you know, booming businesses uh, just under the assumption of y'all are, not even the assumption. Yeah, a lot of jazz musicians and people back in that era were, were enjoying marijuana. But if you look statistically, it was the white community enjoying it more than anyone. Even with its prohibition, it's the same thing for, for um, when they the prohibition on booze. Let me tell you, let me tell you, you want to talk about the drug industry now? So yeah, um, it was this demonized and state-sponsored propaganda campaign um, that that would make marijuana illegal in all 50 states and would um, increase drug-related mandatory min minimums um, that would uh, drive up mass incarceration and would also increase uh, police brutality, especially among uh, the black communities. So, and this is the same type of system that is in place today when it comes to our justice system, um, especially when it comes to marijuana. If if you look, there is so many companies now that are literally million and billion dollar companies um, that are centered around marijuana and behind those businesses are primarily uh, white cisgendered men. Whereas if you look at uh, our prison system and those who are in jail for for uh, same fucking plant, um, it is primarily uh black people and people of color it's and it's it's sickening because there's people who are are spending life in jail for um being caught with an amount of marijuana that is less than what i purchase in a fucking week <laughs> like and i, I it's it's for anyone who says they can't see the disparity, they can't see the 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 systematic racism, they can't see the the imbalance in 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 opportunity and fairness. Like I'm like you can't see it because I worked in it. I worked in it for three years and watched a white family benefit from the cannabis industry and they did not give back a single dime in helping their community what did they do to help the community that they're in nothing and the communities that their stores are in are primarily black communities they are making money off of our own people but won't even give back uh-uh <laughs> So, um, and if you would like to learn more about um, uh, 
about the disparity between uh, black people and people of color when it comes to cannabis and also learn about cannabis reform and how to um, take action in um, making cannabis federally legal and also um, fighting the criminal injustice system. I recommend that you go to The Last Prisoner Project. Um, it is a nonprofit company where they are dedicated to um, changing um, and altering the drug policy as well as fighting um, how our uh, justice system is unfair and how it is very racist. So yes, definitely go to the lastprisonerproject.org. I will put the link in the episode details as well as add the link to our beacon link in in our Instagram bio. All right. So, when you think of cannabis, there's typically two divisions or entities. I'm sorry. I'm like burping into this mic. That's so rude of me. <laughs> so, there is um what we know as hemp versus what we know as marijuana. So those are the distinctions between cannabis. So cannabis is this general term of the plant, and then you have hemp and you have marijuana. Um, so hemp is typically what it we know for to be in CBD uh, products currently. So it does not contain a high enough amount of THC to uh, get you high, but it does have some health benefits in being able to help with relaxation, um, inflammation, pain, anxiety, a lot of different things. Um, and, and literally to quote unquote get high off of hemp, you have to, uh, you would have to ingest like fucking probably like 5,000 plus milligram. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely guessing, but I know like, even if you were to drink a like 1200 milligram bottle of CBD all at once, I mean, y you might have some, um, some traces of THC, but like, also, why would you do that? <laughs> but yeah, uh, so that is, is what a lot of people, um, are used to seeing if you live in a non-legal state and you go into a store and they say like, oh, we have CBD. Um, a lot of times uh, companies use hemp-derived uh, CBD. Um, you also do have the option of full-spectrum CBD. So that means it is der derived from the marijuana plant. It is um, extracted and separated. And then um, uh, with that, you're able to get other cannabinoids as well that that can help the product work better so cbg cbn all of that and, and what cannabinoids are is they're just different types of molecules that's within the cannabis plant that give different effects or or uh, react with your body in different ways to help out with different ailments so um and there's over like a hundred different cannabinoids in in the cannabis plant. Um, it's it's just that we focus on typically the main two, which is THC and CBD. All right, so hemp actually has a lot of different uses outside of just taking it for health benefits. I believe, and I need to double check this, but I believe also part of the the like 
cannabis crackdown was because um, hemp was seen to be more effective in its uses than uh, lumber, but the lumber industry was, you know, booming at that time. So it would have definitely greatly affected them. Um, but with hemp, you can use paper, clothing, textiles, you can use it as animal feed, you can use it um, to create plastic, and then of course you can use it to create food products uh, such as hemp seed, hemp milk, protein powder, and then hemp oil. And it grows faster than other trees, so it's considered to be more sustainable. But of course, you know, we don't want something that's sustainable. We want something that's going to make us money. So, yeah. Um, you have cannabis as a whole. Two entities. You have marijuana or hemp. Um, hemp, no THC or a small uh, amount of THC has a lot of variety of uses. Uh, th or marijuana, known for its psychoactive effects uh generally can have um either a high amount of thc and little to no cbd or it can have an even balance or um both um percentages of thc and cbd and um what makes those cannabinoids work in our body is um, our endocannabinoid system. So we, in our brain, we have these receptors, right? Our brain does a lot of amazing things. Um, so we have a system in our brain that responds to compounds in cannabis, um, which is what activates, you know, the high effect, what helps activate the relaxation effect, what helps your body go into homeostasis so that it can work on things like uh, inflammation, pain. Um, yeah, it's your endocannabinoid system is, is in charge of a lot of things. It's in charge of regulating your mood. It's in charge of regulating your appetite. It's in charge of regulating your sleep. Uh, so it's important to take care of that cannabinoid system um, to help your body function at, at its highest potential. So um, what... what cannabinoids do is they um they interact with these receptors in your brain um so you have cb1 receptors and cb2 receptors so cb1 is um mo mostly concentrated in the brain so it's you know up in your in your skull and then cb2 receptors receptors are all around your body so they help to regulate you know digestion your immune system shit like that and whenever you take THC or CBD, it binds and activates those receptors so that they work in their various ways. So it's like taking a supplement, literally. That's all I was trying to say. My brain was fucking stuck. So it's no different than, you know, your body's low on vitamin D. I went to the doctor um, not too long ago and they told me, you know, your body's low on vitamin D. Go go to the store and take a, a vitamin D pill. Okay. So if you notice some things in your body, it's not working the way they should. You know, your sleep schedule is off. You, you, your moods are kind of swinging all over the place. Yes, you should go to a doctor and get 
get get an official, you know, confirmation of what's going on. But if they deem, you know, you don't have anything that's really going on, I say try. Or even if you do and, and you can talk to your doctor, make sure we'll interact interact with anything that they're going to give you but just to help your body regulate itself why wouldn't you want your body to do something on its own rather than adding something that's going to just be a band-aid on the problem yeah so oh shit so you have your endocannabinoid system that regulates all these things in your body and um different cannabinoids like CBD and THC activate the receptors in your body to be able to do their little body things, right? So why do some people want CBD over THC? Are there dis- if instances where one would work better than the other? I guess the biggest difference is one's legal, quote-unquote, federally, and one's not. So Delta-9. THC, which is the THC that gets you high, the psychoactive component, is illegal in federally. There are states who have legalized it either on a medical level or on a full recreational level. I live in the state of Illinois where we are a recreational marijuana state, and I love it. But um, in other places where it's not legal, um, people have the option of CBD, um, as well as Delta-8. But I will admit, I don't know much about Delta-8. I will go into that story. But CBD, I have used. Uh, I have my parents use it. I have my grandma use it. I will cheer to the top of the earth about CBD as well because it is a great option for those who are like, I don't want to fucking feel high. I just want to feel better. And it's like, okay, I get that. I feel you. Here's this pain cream. Rub that shit on your knee. You're going to feel great. Oh, you having problems sleeping? Take this tincture. Bitch, you about to be O-U-T out in the, you know, in a couple of weeks. It's And that's the thing. I want people to realize it's not something that's like instantaneous. Oh, your body's going to be fixed. It's making your body regulate itself. So it's going to take a little time and it's going to be dependent on your body. Um. What I typically used to tell people when I worked in the store is wait a full two weeks of you taking it regularly, consistently, to see how it makes your body feel. After those two two weeks, you're going to be able to have a judgment of whether you feel even a little better, but you have to up your dose, or you feel a lot better. Like, those two weeks can be a great guide, but it's about consistency and regularity, um, but yeah, CBD has been known, um, to, to help out with a lot of different things. Um, and there has been actual scientific research, uh, and studies done on CBD to where they can say that, um, it can be used to help out with pain and inflammation. It can be used for anxiety, depression. It can be used for, um, uh, to help out with seizures. It can be used to help with uh, those who are going through, um, uh, what is it called? My brain just had a fart. 
chemotherapy for uh, cancer and to help get their appetite back. Uh, so there are studies out there that show their benefits. It has not as many studies as some other, you know, federally regulated pharmaceuticals, but um, that's just because it was stigmatized for so long. So, what I would say is, um, there is, um, sorry, this song is fucking, look here, no, (laughs) oh, I just lost my train of thought, um, yeah, so, so, there are instances where I would recommend people, uh, take CBD, um, over THC, and there are other instances where I, I tell people, you know, THC might be the way to be, um, when it comes to THC, I feel like it's, it's beyond just taking it to get high, um, because there are CBD and THC and other cannabinoids interact with each other in a different way, um, then if you just take CBD alone, it's all about your body and how it responds and what's going to work best for you. I, if somebody has been taking CBD and that works, you know, best for them, I'm not going to tell them, well, you need to try THC. It's going to work better. No, you know, if that's, if that's your cup of tea, that's your cup of tea. If that's what's working best for you, that's what's working best for you. I have tried CBD and does it alleviate some some of my ailments, yes. When it comes to my hip and back pain, <clears throat> CBD weight 110%, especially when it comes to like, uh, like topicals. Oh, hell yeah. Skincare, CBD all the way. I don't even know if there's THC skincare, but definitely CBD skincare. But I know for things like my anxiety, um, I have tried CBD before and I feel like it just does not last as long as I need to. It doesn't get me through a longer period how THC does, you know? I can I can take a a hit before I go to the gym and I'm hold on, let me say a hit. I can do my session before I go to the gym in the morning and I'm good for the rest of the day, at least until I get to the end of the, of my work day. And then I'm like, okay, you know, I need a little, so yeah, there's so many different uses. And like, even I feel like once it becomes federally legal, we, we will be able to receive the full understanding and knowledge of what cannabis can do, what THC can do, because it will be able to be researched better. And that's, that's, that's what's most frustrating about this um this regulation of of THC because i i believe it's a schedule okay so i'm going to uh the United States Drug Enforcement Administration to look at their drug scheduling let's see okay what I'm 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 thinking this is the most up to date but so I'm reading these lists of drug schedules and it says that drugs are classified into five distinct categories or schedules depending on the drug's acceptable medical use and the drug's abuse or dependency potential 
Schedule one, um, drugs with no currently accepted medical use or high potential of abuse. Heroin, LSD, marijuana, ecstasy, meth, peyote. <laughs> Schedule two, drugs with a high potential of abuse with, uh, wait, hold on. Schedule two. Drugs with a high potential for abuse with use potential leading to severe psychological or physical dependence. Vicodin, cocaine, methamphetamines, um, hydromophone, I don't even, oxycotton, fentanyl, Adderall, Ritalin. But y'all prescribe these. What? <laughs> okay. Schedule three, drugs with a moderate to low potential for physical and psychological dependence. Abuse is less than a schedule one and schedule two drugs, but more than a schedule five. Um, products include codeine, Tylenol with codeine, ketamine, steroids, testosterone. Schedule four, um, Drugs with low potential for abuse and low risk of dependency. Xanax. Valium. Ambient. Y'all a goddamn lie. Y'all a motherfucking lie. What? Schedule 4 drugs are defined as drugs with a low potential for abuse and low risk of dependence. Some examples of Schedule 4 drugs are... Xanax, Soma, Darvon, Darvacet, Valium, Ativan, Talwin, Ambien, Tramadol, Xanax, Valium, Ambien. Low potential for abuse and low risk of dependence. What? Okay. Schedule 5. Drugs with a lower potential for abuse than Schedule 4 and, are consist and consist of preparation containing limited quantities of certain narcotics. Drugs are generally used for anti-diarrhea, anti-tusions, and anal... I don't know that word. Purposes. <laughs> Just Analgesic. What the fuck is this? What is this word? Can you say it? Analgesic drug to relieve pain. Okay, I can't say that word. So, <clears throat> Robitussin, Lomotil, Motofin, Lyrica, Parapectolin. Let's go back to this. Schedule 4 drugs are drugs with a low potential for abuse and low risk of dependency. Defined as drugs with a low potential for abuse. Xanax, Valium, Ambien. Schedule 1 drugs. No currently accepted medical use and high potential for abuse. Marijuana, cannabis, heroin. LSD, marijuana cannabis, no currently accepted medical use and high potential for abuse. They have cannabis, 
in the same category as heroin. Schedule 4 drugs are defined as drugs with a low potential for abuse. Xanax, Valium, Ambien. Okay. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That makes no sense whatsoever. There are so many people, especially when I was younger, like, there's so many people who would be abusing fucking Xanax. Or they would have their Xanax and be giving it to their friends and shit. What? Low potential for abuse. Independency. Okay. So, moving forward, a little bit more about uh, THC. THC has a variety of different different strains, um, or you say ratios of uh, THC to CBD. So, that is what determines um, a lot of times whether, uh, wait, nope, that's not what I was going to say. Um, so there are different types of uh, THC strains, and I I always say that there is a, there is a strain for everyone, and the reason why I say that is because there's a lot of different reasons why people uh, consume marijuana, um, and there's a lot of of chemists and and growers out there who who clue into specific reasons why people smoke and try to create strains that are dedicated to that so a weed strain is dependent on on the cannabinoids and terpenes and chemical profile that's within in the plant so there's a Typically, three different divisions of a or of a THC strain. So you have indicas, sativas, and hybrids. Your girl loves her some indicas. Like it's it's my downfall, but it's grand. It's always a great time. I feel like when I take, um, there are times when I want a sativa, but like more often than not, I lean more towards indicas. I refer to indicas as in the couch because you will be calm and sleepy and you will feel heavy. You'll feel euphoric. I mean, not saying you can't get euphoric feelings from sativas, but it's definitely one of those that's meant to put you out. Um, whereas in uh, sativas, are known to be like uplifting and energetic and get you doing what you need to get done for the day. Um, and then hybrid is just like a mixture of both. You can have domica or indica dominant hybrids, or you can have sativa uh, dominant hybrids. But it, it gives you that balance of both, um, having that energetic feel, but also that you know sleepy relaxation at the same time. And um, if you are unsure, like, what is your strain, what what, uh, what you need to try, uh, I recommend starting with a hybrid um, uh, and, and start with one that leans more towards sativa or indica. And then also make sure to consider what you are, are looking to, to get out of your use in cannabis. Are you just trying to consume it recreationally? Um, and then what, if so, in what facet are you trying to consume it in? Are you trying to have a lazy day in the house where you just watch some TV, um, 
play some video games, snack and, and chill, then Indica Dominate. Are you trying to spring clean, get some shit done, but, you know, be able to like, you know, have a little, little fun with it, then definitely Sativa Dominant Hybrid. Um, and, uh, if you would like more information on specific strains, um, I do recommend you go to Leafly and just look and see what are common ones. Um, see what, look at the main parent strains, so the ones that are most well known, and then look and see what what has been derived of those and, and see what's in your area using Leafly and, and just give it a try. Um, I will say when it comes to the different ways you can ingest cannabis, or not even ingest, take, consume, whatever you want to say, uh, cannabis. Um, if you want something that isn't going to last too long, I definitely recommend uh, smoking it um, in not a concentrated form. I mean smoking the flower. Um, flower can typically last, I would say, 30 minutes to an hour, depending on how strong the strain is and how your body is. Um, don't do an edible um if it's your first time, I wouldn't recommend, uh, just because edibles typically, they break down in a different way. It is more of a body, um, euphoric feel and it can last a while, especially if you don't know how much you're consuming. Um, you know, you might look at a package and be like 10 milligrams ain't shit, but that 10 milligrams can have you on your ass if you are not careful. Don't go for concentrates yet if you are new. Um, concentrates are literally an extracted form of THC. It's, you know, typically uh, a, a very pure form of THC. So it can, it can fucking slap, man. It will knock you on your ass if you um, <clears throat> do too much. And, uh... If you're not wanting to have it, you know, go internally in your body, um, I would I would suggest looking at different topicals. If you're just like, hey, I have a, a shoulder pain that I need to help out with. That's all I need fixed. Yeah, there are topicals out there that are meant um, to just help uh, penetrate the different layers of skin, but it won't necessarily go into the bloodstream. Or at least I don't believe it goes into the bloodstream in the same manner as if you were inhaling or ingesting, I should say. So, um, thank you for coming to this very quick, brief, and hot mess express session of a class. I, um, appreciate you taking the moment to listen to a little, uh, education about cannabis, um, uh, as well as my introduction into the cannabis industry, and, um, I will definitely, definitely be doing, um, more episodes like this periodically where it's just explaining different breakdowns of um, cannabis, THC, CBD, Delta 8, um, as well as informing about any uh, cannabis reform that is going on or ways that you can help. As always, to stay up to date with any information about Days and Amuse podcasts, you can follow us on our Instagram at Days and Amuse Podcast, or you can follow us on Twitter at Days and Amuse Pod. If you would like to email, um, 
an idea of of topics or you would like to just chat, uh, you can email me at dazedandamusedpodcast at gmail.com. The website is up and running. You can go onto the website and sign up for um, the monthly uh, Days and Amused newsletter, um, as well as join um, Patreon if you would like to donate to the podcast. You can become a patron donor for as little as $12 a year, um, and you will get exclusive episodes, ad-free episodes. You will get, um, uh, there's there's some special things for our patron donors, so um, definitely go onto the website daysandamusedpodcast.com and what else make sure to take care of yourself make sure you're taking care of your um, mental health if you need any information um, there's actually a couple of different there's a couple of different uh, organizations that actually have been following who have been um, providing a lot of uh, relevant information so one is the black mental wealth uh, corporation they are um an Instagram page as well as a company located out of Washington, D.C. They provide a lot of information and resources about uh, black mental health um, as well as things that you feel like, you know, wouldn't affect our community, but actually does. Um, also, I would recommend following the um, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, they are having their out of the darkness walks. Um, so what that is, is, uh, communities come together and walk about a mile, um, in, in solidarity of those who have been affected by the loss of someone who has committed suicide, not committed, sorry, has, um, died by suicide or has, um, thought of, of, uh, suicide themselves. Uh, so definitely go in there. They also give information and, uh, statistics about, um, about suicide and uh, mental health resources. Um, They actually posted one not too long ago that I absolutely loved and said, mental health resources for black communities. You know me, I'm all about um, mental health, especially within the black community. So um, definitely go and check that out. Uh, They have a variety of different resources, um, just a few. Um, the Black Emotional and Mental Health Collective is a training and um, movement building and grant making organization dedicated to healing, wellness, and liberation of Black and marginalized communities. Um, they also have uh, Melanin and Mental Health um, connects individuals with culturally competent clinicians uh, committed to serving the mental health needs of Black and Latin slash Hispanic communities. Um, one that I love is the um, National Queer and Trans Therapists of Color Network. It is a healing justice organization committing to transforming mental health for queer and trans people of color. Uh, and then they have a couple of other ones listed. So definitely take a look at that post. And um, then as always, have an amazing week. Um, the question of the week is what was your first experience with cannabis? Um, uh, and was it THC? Was it CBD? Uh, and what do you use it for currently if you do use it? Uh, even if it's just recreational, definitely share your experience. Um, 
we don't shame those who just enjoy having a glass of wine just cause or a beer just cause. So you shouldn't feel shamed in just having a blunt just cause. I'm about to go have a blunt just cause right now. Yes. All right. Thank you again for joining me for this amazing episode. Um, And as always, stay fly, stay high, buddies. I will see you next week. Bye.